God is growing our church out of a global pandemic. It's growing every single week, not just at this campus, but all the other campuses. Can we give it up for Sanford and Garner and Hillsboro and Kenya and online campus and Durham? Come on. And yes, he's growing it in here, but there's thousands of you who are watching it online. And I just wanna say, I'm so thankful you are. It's an honor and a privilege to redeem technology and come to you wherever you are. So welcome, we consider you a part of our church family. So I wanna pause for just a moment before I get into the message today. And I wanna invite every single one of you to a party. It's not often you hear the pastor say, hey, let's party. Will y'all come to a party with me? Let's party January 31st. I, see, my party animals were the one who's like, woohoo! Like, you would be all in, dude. Um, uh, <laughs> but I digress. I wanna invite you to a party January 31st at all of our campuses. It's a birthday party. New Hope is turning 19 years old on January 31st. And guys, we are doing it up. And I know, again, some of you are online and you're trying to figure out when do I come back. That would be a great Sunday. If you're comfortable to come on back to a party, all the lobbies and the rotundas and the campuses are going to have balloons and streamers. It's gonna be a party atmosphere, music playing. Then you're gonna come in. We've got an amazing worship celebration planned. We've got a baptism in the worship center that day, not outside. By the way, how about that baptism today? Can we just celebrate that brother? Man, way to go. We're gonna have one inside that day. And I think I heard that the campuses are gonna be doing baptisms live as well, probably after or before their worship celebrations. And then I'm gonna give you something. You're gonna leave that day with a gift. And I can promise you it's a meaningful gift. And, uh, and then on top of that, on your way out, we're gonna give you not some nasty little piece of a sheet cake, we're gonna give you a cake pop, glory to God, where you can have something sweet as you make your way to your car. Have you had these cake pops? They are the bomb. But anyway, come on, let's party. What do you say? Vision Day 19, January 31st. I cannot wait. Got a little bit of my coffee here. Y'all got, got your coffee yet today? It's Martin Luther King weekend. And most of you know, I am a big fan of Martin Luther King. I have, I have stood in his pulpits and preached in his pulpits, literally. Um, I have been to all the historic sites, Washington, Memphis, Selma, you name it. Um, I've studied him. I took a class at Duke, an entire semester. We huddled down in this small little office and we listened to these cassette tapes. Young person, let me tell you what a cassette tape is. <laughs> We listened to these cassette tapes of all of his sermons. I studied him. The, the class was called The Preacher King. Uh, I'm a big fan. I would say from a distance, he has discipled me and uh, mentored me. We're talking about hope. Everybody say hope. King said this, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Isn't that a great quote? Show of hands, come on, any of our campuses. How many of you have experienced finite disappointment in the last year? Glory to God, put both hands up. Get Pentecostal on me. Come on. But he says we should never lose infinite hope. Everybody say hope is how. Hope is how we as a church 
Offer people Jesus Christ and sins are forgiven. Lives are saved. Heaven is populated and people get baptized and they're on their way to be with God and the saints of God forever. Hope is how we put a dent in poverty and we give people a hand up, not just a hand out. Hope is how we care for orphans in Kenya at our New Hope Orphanage and we serve hope de- as hope dealers around the world, particularly in our Hope Center in Kenya. Hope is how we offer Jesus to anyone and everyone. We give a people a chance to, to own their relationship with Christ, accept Christ, become a world changer, make a difference in this world. Hope is how. And it's, it's why we named this church New Hope. You might not know this, but when we first got ready to start this thing 20 years ago, a year before we started, so we're 19 years old, but about 20 years ago, I'm flying in from Kentucky on a regular basis and I'm raising up prayer support and I'm, I'm meeting with people and trying to get people to join us in this thing. And I was torn between naming it New Hope and naming it Abundant Life. Because one of my favorite verses is John 10, 10. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But one of the reasons I, I chose new hope is because hope is a word that never expires, if you know what I mean. Hope is a word that doesn't have some pitiful shelf life. Hope is, hope is as popular and needed today as it was when the Bible spoke so much about it in the biblical times. Hope is key. In fact, you can't have abundant life without first having hope in the gospel, right? And I knew it was time to not name it Abundant Life and name it New Hope when I was on one of those visits and I passed over the New Hope River in this area. And so we named it New Hope and we grounded it in this particular verse from Romans 15, 13, out loud with me. Let me go and tell you at all the campuses, listen, you have a mask on and you look beautiful but you need to kind of project out a little bit louder so I can get a little energy from you. You, The mask muffle you a little bit. Ready, go. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope, that word is mentioned multiple times in there. Did you know and this is where you want to take notes. If you, if you, and I know we're not handing out teaching notes right now. We'll start back soon. But you know, bring your journals or your Bible or a, a, a piece of paper and a pen or just take notes on your phone, whatever the case may be. Here's something that you might not, might not be aware of. Did you know that hope is mentioned 83 times in the Old Testament? 83 times. Very few words are mentioned that many times in the Old Testament other than maybe God, right? Hope. And check this out. This is the interesting thing about the word hope. It's also mentioned 83 times in the New Testament. Very, I don't know if there's any significance to that, but I know of no other word that's mentioned the same number of times in the Old Testament as it is mentioned in the New Testament. It's this word hope. The most popular form of the, the Hebrew word, which is the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, is tikwa. Everybody say tikwa. It's an easy word to say. You didn't quite have enough confidence there. Everybody own it. Everybody say tikwa. You said it just right. Look, tikwa. It's mentioned 30 times in the Old Testament. So there's different forms of the word hope in the Hebrew language. The most popular one is tikwa. Look, look at the definition. Expectation resulting from the collecting together of one's mental powers, optimistic outlook, Hope directed towards a target with a sequence of expectation and fulfillment. We live in hopeless times and people need hope. Maybe that's why you're here. 
Everybody say El Piso. El Piso, now you're a Greek scholar. First you were a Hebrew scholar, now you're a Greek scholar. This is the, the most popular form of the word hope in the Greek in the New Testament. I love this definition. It's to look forward to something with implication of a confidence about something coming to pass. You got it? You're looking forward to something and you have a confidence that it's going to come to pass. Watch this. To hope for something, to rely on, to trust, to look forward to something. I love this. With an expectant, confident view of the measures one takes to ensure fulfillment. The reason I love that definition is you got this confidence in the future, but the key thing about that is we have steps to take. See it? to ensure the fulfillment of hope. We have a role to play. Everybody say hope is how. Hope is how. One of, um, an English writer said this about hope. He, he called hope the nerve of life. The nerve of life. To lose hope, to lose hope is to lose heart and to lose our nerve to carry on. This is why if you become hopeless, you don't, you don't have the energy sometimes to get out of bed. This is why if, if, you, if you lose your hope, if you lose your nerve to live, you, you can't even put one step in front of the other. You, you, you're demotivated. But you go infusing hope into the life of someone and it changes everything. And I gotta tell you that as I look at America and I look at the world today, I, I can't remember a time where I've ever seen it so hopeless. But that gives us reason to celebrate because we are hope dealers. If you are a part of New Hope Church, you get to celebrate the fact that together we are in a partnership and we are offering hope to the world. Can I get an amen? Amen. You guys are with me today. Here's our mission. I want you to, to read it nice and strong. Some of you just know it is reach, teach, and release across the front of our buildings. I want you to get the whole sentence. This is why we exist. Ready? Go. We exist to reach people with the hope of Jesus, teach them to follow God's word, and release world changers. That's why we exist as a church. We staff according to that. We budget according to that. We serve according to that. We exist to reach people with the what? Hope of Jesus. Teach them to do what? Follow God's word. And what do we release? World changers. All of you who serve this church, like you can celebrate the fact that we got to witness a baptism earlier today. You help make that happen. You are a link in the chain of offering the world hope. And if you study the scriptures, I wanna camp out on this very first part of our mission statement. Next week, I'm gonna do the second part, T, teach. The third week, vision day, I'm gonna talk about release. You don't wanna miss a single Sunday. But today, we're gonna to talk about, see if I can write on this. We're gonna talk about reach, reach. Now, how many of you have been back there wondering if I was gonna throw an ax today? ha! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this way? <laughs> so um, how many of you have been to Urban Access? Any of you been to Urban Access? It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, I took the entire staff team to Urban Access. We rented out the entire place for our Christmas party this year. And it's, it was awesome. And uh, we got them to give us this. 
And um, earlier today, I threw this, and if I'm lying, I'm dying. I got witnesses up in here, okay? I threw this earlier today. It was early this morning. You weren't even out of bed yet. And I came up here, and I went, and this bad boy, if I'm lying, I'm dying, went, bam, and landed right there. How many of you think I can do that again? How many of you want me to try it again? Now, see, see, I've actually, I've actually decided I'm not gonna try it. Because you know what? No, seriously, y'all really want me to do it. This morning, the very first one, I nailed the bullseye. I threw it like, I don't know how many times after that. It felt like eight to 10 times and it, it didn't even stick. And, and, and my, my worship pastor who loved me, by the way, I wanna give a huge shout out to Caleb Taylor and Ashton Taylor who always helped me with props. Uh, yeah, give them some love, give them some love. They, they worked hard to get... Um, Caleb, who is a source of encouragement for me, he said, Pastor, this thing sat out in the rain. And the reason the first one stuck is because it's, 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 it's soft and it's, it's kind of blown away there. But he said, this other wood is really hard and it won't stick. So I, I don't know if that's true. It does make sense, does it? And I promised the guys that I wasn't gonna try it this celebration, but you guys, like I'm here to serve. It's not gonna stick. I don't have hope. Oh, I'm gonna work this. I'm gonna work this. I don't have hope that it's gonna stick um, because I know what it was like the night we were there and they were sticking consistently, but this wood is old and maybe that's why they gave it to us. But y'all really want me to try, don't you? It ain't gonna stick unless I nail it right in the middle again. See, it hit it, but it doesn't stick. You want me to try again? No, no, no. But I want to talk to you about a bullseye. Notice that second definition. Can y'all throw that second definition of, of, of tiqua up there? Did you catch it? It said hope directed towards a target. Hope directed towards a target. Our mission statement is our target. The first part of the mission statement that I want to talk to you about today is the reach part. Read this part out with me. It's really short, pithy, ready, go. We exist to reach people with the hope of Jesus. That's part one. And one of the things I just wanna make sure you understand today is this is not some man-made philosophy. This is the heartbeat of the New Testament if you read it. In fact, Later, I encourage you to go study the book of Matthew. You get to Matthew chapter one. It's the genealogy of Jesus. Matthew chapter two rolls around. It's the Christmas story of Jesus. Matthew chapter three is John the baptizer preparing the way for Jesus. In Matthew chapter four, Jesus is tempted by Satan. He comes off the mountain and the very first words he said was, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He didn't say, come follow me. I'll, I'll let you be a keeper of an aquarium. I'll let you kind of turn the wagons inward. Holy huddle, us four, no more. No, 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 no. People matter to God. So he said, come follow me and I'm gonna help you reach people. Read the gospels and you get toward the middle of the gospels. I can give you verse after verse after verse, but I'll just highlight three passages. You get to Luke chapter 19 and Jesus says, I have come to seek and save the lost. That was his heartbeat. I have come. The ultimate reason I have come is to seek and save the what church? 
the lost. Then you get to the end of the gospels. Jesus's last words. Don't you think, come on, have you ever thought about this? Don't you think Jesus, son of God, lived approximately 33 years. He's going to the cross. He says, it's not surprising me. I lay down my life for you. I'm going to the cross to die for you. It all unfolds as he said. It all unfolds as all the prophecy says in the Old Testament. Don't you think Jesus was going to make sure that his last words were spot on? His very last words in Matthew 28, you've heard it referred to as the Great Commission, verses 18 through 20, but I'm gonna start in verse 16. He says this, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they what church? You're fulfilling scripture by worshiping God today. But some doubted, you might be a doubter here today. We're so glad you're here. This is a place where you can doubt and ask hard questions. Verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, here it is, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus talking. Therefore, everybody say, therefore. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you. How long? Now, think about that passage. That's our mission. Reach, teach, release. Therefore, go into all the world and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's reach. Teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. That's teach. And as you go into the world, remember I'm with you always. That's release. It's why we exist. It's how we help take this sin, scarred, hopeless, dark world and we shine the light of Christ and we push back the darkness. Hope is how. And in this series, we've decided to change it up a little bit. And uh, I know you're used to really well done, um, highly produced videos where people share stories or baptisms or whatever the case may be. But I said, you know what? We want to kick it old school. And um, every single week, you're going to hear a live story. And today, I get the unbelievable privilege of introducing you to Kimberly Austin. And the cool thing about Kimberly's story is that she was reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ completely online. In other words, she was a part of our church. This is really helpful for us to remember that on the other side of that camera, there are thousands of people that God is using us to reach, teach, and release. And Kimberly was exclusively virtual for quite some time. You're gonna hear all about how she then comes to the campus. And uh, I want you to do what you do and give it. She said she's nervous. I told her these are friends. You have nothing to be nervous. So y'all give her some love. And I know that's hard because you've got masks on, so we only see your eyes. But hey, let your smiles and your love, come on, come through your eyes. Would you welcome Kimberly Austin to the stage? Hello, dear. Now you got me really nervous. No, there's no reason to be nervous. <laughs> and uh, I think we're a good six feet apart. Yes, we are. I think we are. I think so. Um, man, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank and, you. And um, as I told you, there's absolutely nothing to be nervous about. I just told them that you started online. You were, you were you know, exclusively one of these online people that, 
It's hard for us to know who's out there, but mm -hmm. we know they're out there because we look at the stats. Um, tell us a little bit about what it was like to be online. How did you get connected to New Hope Church and how did that first experience go down? Well, um, my sister actually has been a member of New Hope for many years. Okay. And she's been trying to reach me. Um, see, see how they do that? <laughs> That's how unchurched or pre-Christian people, I mean, those crazy trying Christians to, are trying to reach me. She I, I was reaching. I know. I mean, many, was, many times she was reaching and she got me. <laughs> she tugged me on in, so she got me one time. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I said, let me just go. It, it was in March. I said, let me just go online, get this over with, <laughs> let her know that this is what, you know, I, I did what you asked and everything. So I first pulled up and I looked at the mission, like yeah. you were just going over. And, um, I looked, I saw some baptisms and I thought I was going back to the mission and I hit this one button, and daggone it, I was right there in service. See, that's that. That's, I was in. Who, what, whoever did that, you technicians, whoever arranged the algorithms and such like that, good job. That, that's, that's Amen awesome. to that one. And you just landed in a I service. I just landed in a service. And wow. it was, it was uh, uh, I had just come in when the praise choir was um, finishing How Great Thou Art. Mm. And it was an amazing, mm. amazing song. The lights went down, giving y'all a vision. The lights went down, the um, circle was lit, yeah, and yeah. you came through. And the words that you said that day was everything that I needed to hear. It was, mm. you, were, you were not preaching at me, mm. you were talking to me and teaching mm. me. Wow. And I, I sat through the service and Everything that you said was sticking with me, and I've never missed a day since. Wow. Never That's missed incredible. a day. That's incredible. Now, you went from, remember, remember the definition of hope? It's to, we have the confidence of the future of what's to pass, but we take to the steps to ensure the fulfillment of it, of it. The thing I love about Kimberly's story is that she didn't just sit there and rest on her laurels. She took some steps. Mm -hmm. And one of the first steps you took was to get involved in Rooted. I did. Tell us about that. It was I a did. virtual, by the way, as we mentioned Rooted earlier, it's a virtual experience. You can do it virtual or in person. You went through the virtual life group, correct? I went correct? through virtual. Talk to us about that. Um, I, my niece was going, um, finishing up in her 10 weeks prior to COVID. Okay. And now they were online. And I was, uh, one day she, I saw her online. I was like, what in the world are you doing? I'm talking to you. <laughs> and she, you know, she was in it. She's like, shh. I'm in my rooted group. So when she got out of the group, I was like, well, what, you know, what, what is, is rooted? What are those crazy Christians yeah, what, doing what, now? Yeah, yeah. They, were yeah. Laugh, they were laughing and it was like a family. Yeah. And I want, you know, I, it was all about learning who God is, learning your pathway through God mm. and community. Mm. And the community part is really, really what I needed. I yeah. mean, because... <clears throat> what most people don't know is that March 29th, when I had the first, when I went to the first service, I was in a dark place. When you talk mm. about our hope tank, mm. my hope tank was not there. It was empty. I mean, it, it, it just, there was no hope there. Hearing you, 
going through the songs, going through everything, teaching me, my rooted group strengthening me. You were ready and to take your life, I heard. I was ready, I was ready. Yeah. And I had, like I was so ready, the pills were on my nightstand. I wasn't supposed to be here with you today, Pastor Benji. I had written down everything, how I wanted it to happen, who I wanted to be there. I just gotta jump in and say, you were supposed to be here today. You, you actually were. I know, I know what you meant, yeah. but God, God had a different plan and you were supposed he to did. be here. Then, then you came, you took the next step, you came to show up at a campus um, to take another step in your faith journey. Yeah. What was that like? It was absolutely amazing. The first day I stepped foot on this campus was December 5th. So March, came to know the Lord, been part of that, December 15th. D December 5th. 5th, 5th. same yes, thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> so it was the first time, and, and remember I was in Rooted. Yeah. Um, and we were Rooted virtually. So I've never met, and I was in a group of women, never met these group of women. Mm. And 99%, we had one that was ill, 99% of those women showed up to my baptism. On the, and my baptism was the first time I stepped foot on this campus. Wow. And it was the first day that you all had put the tree up, mm -hmm. Christmas tree mm -hmm. up. And I would, I'd walked around that tree and I read the little um, ornaments and one that stood out to me was believe. 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 That's all I need to do is believe. And that day you got baptized. And that day I got baptized. Now guys, I want to say something. I think we have this film. We're going to show it. You might have missed church that day. I just want to say something. Some of you are here and you're so lonely. Yes. And when we get hopeless, unfortunately, one of the ways in which the enemy tries to take us out is in our hopelessness, we isolate more. We pull back more. And, and I know, I mean, I know what that's like. I've been there. And I just want to say to you, if you're sitting here and this is resonating with you, today is the last day to register for this semester of Rooted. You can do it virtually or online. Please come and join us. Make yourself do it. If you, if you feel like you know, you're down and you're depressed and you're lonely and you're, you feel hopeless, the voices are gonna say no. You, you stand against that and jump into a group or jump into the waters of baptism. Check this out. Let's roll this. This is so good. Kimberly is here with her rooted group who's out here to cheer her on. Kimberly, I just want to ask you two questions. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir, I have. Amen. And do you promise to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. Then I am honored to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Come on, church. That is my favorite day. So good. It's my favorite day. Favorite day. I love it. Favorite day. Mine too. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, Mike asked you there, had you accepted Christ? Oh, yes. Tell us about when you accepted Christ and everything started to change Absolutely. from that moment. Tell us about that I day. I remember it like it was yesterday. You were, you had just spoken on um, about a righteous judge. Yes. In court. Yes. 
Um, that day, this judge had to uh, came face to face with a young lady who had who had committed a crime, and through asking the questions they had to, or he had to, because he was had a no righteous choice. judge. He was yeah. a righteous. He was yes. a very very righteous judge. He had no choice but to hand down a verdict of guilty. Yes. And with that guilty came a fine, mm. um, a monetary fine. And the judge knew that this young lady could not afford it. And you were telling this story, and I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I, you just had me on the edge of my seat. It's like, yeah, yeah. And um, he unrobed, the judge unrobed himself, mm -hmm. got left up that from the bench. robe and got off the bench and came and stood next to that young lady and pulled out his wallet mm. and he paid that fine for her. Yes. And that day, pastor, you told me in that story that I am forgiven, that all of my sins are washed away. And I just typed in the comment in section, the chat. Yeah. I'm saved. Mm. And I knew above <laughs> all days, that I wanted so to shout it and awesome. let everybody know I am a child of the most highest God, mm, mm, the mm, most mm. highest God, and will forever be his child come of on, faith. Come on, would you give it up and thank her? Thank Woo! you. Thank you. The church, that's that story. I, just, I, I wasn't even planning on camping out on it for a moment, but I need to. Listen, that's the gospel, that God is a righteous judge. And because he's righteous, my sins stand against me. And I am guilty. You are guilty. He's a righteous judge. And throughout the Bible, it's clear. Sin equals death. But... The gospel is that God sent forth Jesus, the sinless righteous one who went to the cross, paid for your sin debt and paid for mine. And when we come to know him, we are a child, in her words, of the most high God. Come on and praise his holy name. So back to the bullseye. That's how we do it. If you're kind of new around here, this church is gonna start making a lot of sense to you. You see, we will do anything short of sin to reach people with the gospel of Jesus. And when we reach one like Tiffany, she's taking the steps, like I said, to get grounded and grow in the faith. She then gets taught and then she gets released as a world changer. And that one reaches another and they reach another, and they reach another, and they reach another, and this is how you see a movement start to grow. It's all about people. Every person has a story. Every person has a face, and that face and that story represents a life for which Jesus Christ came, lived, bled, died, and rose again. Reach, teach, and release. And what I wanna do in my remaining time, I wanna speak to you about something that I haven't spoken about in over a year. 
at length, like, like a part of the message. I want to speak to you about how we fund the vision. I want to speak to you. I want to get just practical with you today. And I must say, shame on me, shame on me for not talking about it in 2020. And I think I didn't because I don't know why. I was thinking about this this week. I guess because we were all having a hard year. You were having a hard year. I was having a hard year. And I should be sued for pastoral malpractice for not talking about this. But I didn't. But as we get into this series, I just want to encourage you. And I'm not going to twist your arm. I'm not going to manipulate you. I'm not going to pressure you. We, there, there's, there's no place for that anyway. Because see, the truth is, when you understand what I've said so far and what Kimberly just said, the truth is, we don't have to give. We get to give. We get to honor God with our tithes. One of my friends pastors a church and he's created a culture such that every time they mention the offering on Sunday, people start clapping and cheering. Because they've figured out what so many of you have figured out is that God loves a cheerful giver. You know that scripture. And the truth is there's nothing more enjoyable for me anyway, let me just be honest with you. Of all the money I spend everywhere, right? Raising kids, paying bills, this and that. The, the money that I enjoy spending the most is what I bring unto the Lord as a tithe. And so I just wanna remind us how we fund something like Reach, Teach, and Release. The word is tithe. Everybody say tithe. Had a person come up to me one day and they're like, what is the tithe? What is the tithe that you're talking about? No, 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 it's not a tithe. It's a tithe. T-I-T-H-E. The word is apodicato. It's not Benji's idea, it's God's idea. It runs throughout the entire scripture. I'm gonna give you three passages and we're gonna start to wrap up again. I'm not gonna make this, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna camp out too long on this. Because if what you've heard and experienced so far today and what you've seen in this church, if, if that is not enough to convince you that this is a storehouse in which to sow seed, then I don't know if anything ever will. Leviticus 27, 30. I think you've been so with me today. I think you could actually, actually read a tithing verse with passion. That might be the first ever in the history of the church. Can you read this with me with passion? Let's go. Leviticus 27, 30. A tithe of everything from the land. You sound great. Whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord, it is holy to the Lord. So what God is saying is when you figure out a tithe and it's 10%, you figure out your income streams, you do the math, it's not hard, figure out 10%, you bring that to the storehouse of the Lord, either weekly or monthly or whatever the case may be. God is saying, that's holy. Why is that holy? Because it's changing lives all over the planet. Look at Malachi 3.10. You've heard this one before. Bring the whole what church? The whole what? Tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. One more from the New Testament. Paul, speaking to the church in Corinth. On the first day of every week, that's Sunday, as you know, each one of you should set aside a sum of money, 
in keeping with his income, that's the tithe, apodicado, a sum, in keeping with your income is percentage giving, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. The beautiful thing about the tithe is that whoever you are in here or at a campus or online is that we are in partnership together. Like you might would think, um, maybe if I was in charge of it, maybe this is how I would have crafted it. You know, you rich people, you rich people, you give 60%. You middle-class people, you give 30%. You lower income people, you give the remaining 10 and you poor people, you don't have to give anything. The beautiful thing about the tithe, and this is godly wisdom, is that God said it's equal sacrifice. Check this out, have you ever thought about this? So a CEO who tithes on a multi-million dollar salary is sacrificially giving as much as a young college student who has nothing but a scholarship, but they choose to tithe on it. It's a partnership. It's you and me, and you with the person beside you, and you with your spouse, and you with your kids. It's all of us saying, we're in this, and this world might be dark, and it might be scarred, and it might be ever increasingly hopeless, but I'm going to give to the one and only who can instill hope in the life of a human person. That's the joy. That's why Paul says God loves a cheerful giver. Hey, put that verse up, and we'll wrap up with this. Put that verse up from Malachi again. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be what? That there may be what? Food in my house. I don't know about you, but my kids are a trip and I only have two left at home. Now the other three are gone. When my kids bust up in my house, if they've been away or whatever, they hug me. Boom, we hug, we dab it up, we, 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 we're tight. You know what they do after that? I don't think they trust me yet. You know what they do? They bust up in the kitchen and they open up the refrigerator. And then they start opening up the cabinets. And if there's food in the house, they give me more love. Dad, woohoo! You got what I love. You got the cinnamon swirl. You got the mini bagels. You got it, Dad, woo! Dad, you're doing good. If I don't have food in the house, you'd think the end of the world is coming. <laughs> Weeping and gnashing of teeth, right? Right? Anybody got kids like that? Who do they think they are? Anyway, I got a question for you, sincere question. Is there food in the New Hope House? Is there food <clears throat> in the New Hope storehouse? That's the question that if I were you, I would be interested in if I was considering sowing my tithe into that storehouse. You with me? Is there food up in this house? Because you got every right. If you're at a church and you don't see any food up in the house, you don't have every right to not tithe. You have every right to go to a church where there is food, there is fruit up in the house. Can I just, can I just celebrate some things with you today? Even in a global pandemic, we saw 242, and that's only the ones we know about, 242 Kimberleys received the gospel of Jesus Christ, have their sins forgiven. Yes, yes. 
We've got baptisms happening on a weekly basis because we can't really have group baptism parties yet, but they're coming soon. Listen to this, in a global pandemic, I still can't believe this, that we had over 1,200 first time guests come to our church. That's crazy. There's food. There's food up in this house. Listen, average weekly attendance, we've been around 1681 in person. We got like over uh, 3,000 online. So God is blessing the online ministry. Listen to these stats. We've increased in Facebook. Facebook engagement has increased 18% in 2020. Instagram has increased 34% in 2020. And you might say, what about Twitter? Who freaking cares about Twitter? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm still on there, but I can't stand it. YouTube, listen to this. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, a 26% increase in YouTube viewership. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you need to go do it. 30, I mean, 26% increase. We're up to 11,700 people are viewing YouTube on a regular basis. 11,000. Come on. Can I just say, and I can say this because it's not about me. It's God. God has done this. There's food up in this house. Praise his holy name. There's food up in this house. And so I just want to encourage you, not manipulate you, not twist your arm, just encourage you. Who would not want to honor God with the tithe? And I know 2020 has been hard and We've kind of started doing things that we were never doing before and we've stopped doing things that we were doing and maybe, I don't know, maybe you stopped tithing or maybe you've never started. And unfortunately, we're not passing a basket right now. We, we probably will one day, but we're not. So maybe you're one of those who would just drop a five spot or a 20 spot in the offering basket back in the days and now that's not being passed. And so you're just kind of sitting on the sidelines. I wanna invite you, I wanna encourage you with everything I can. Be in partnership with me and with those around you at all the campuses and those online. Let's be in partnership to reach, teach, and release across this globe so that we can see more and more Kimberleys come to faith in Jesus Christ. And we can, we can get to heaven one day and we can celebrate how God took our one and only life and used it to impact eternity. And one of the ways in which God allows hope to stay alive is when God's people get generous because God is generous. For God so loved the world that he, he what? Gave, he didn't tithe, he gave his entire son for your sins and mine. So we're gonna sing a song, it's, it's a great song. It's called, You Keep Hope Alive. And one of the ways in which he keeps hope alive is from humble men and women who say, you know what? I'm going to sow into that ministry and I'm going to tithe. You saw this slide earlier, but let me just, let me just show you just so it's practical and you know what your next steps are. If you want to, you text NH Movement anytime. You can do it now, you can do it later. To 77977. You're gonna go online if you like to do these kinds of things. You pay your bills from your 
your computer at home, you go to newhopechurch.org forward slash give, or we got giving boxes and kiosks at every campus that says your generosity is changing lives. Bill Bright, you know that name? Bill Bright? Those of you who were involved in crew, Campus Crusade for Christ back in your college days, or some of you still might be. Bill Bright said this, unbelievable quote. He said, there is no higher calling or greater privilege known to man than being involved in helping fulfill the great commission, reach, teach, and release. No higher calling, no greater privilege known to humanity than helping fulfill the great commission. What do you say you join a movement and together we lock arms shoulder to shoulder and we help fulfill the great commission? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, let the church say amen. If you receive it, you celebrate and praise the goodness of God. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you that we get to do this. And Father, I ask that you would take the words that I've said today, oh God, anything that was not of you, would you let that fall by the wayside? But God, those things that are of you, would you impress them upon our hearts and our minds and our lives? Father, would you continue to stir, Holy Spirit, continue to, to convict and stir and create a movement, oh God, that lives out these faithful stewardship principles that you can continue to impact planet Earth in and through us. God, you keep hope alive. First Peter would say that we praise you in this moment because of in your great mercy, you've given us a new birth in the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Father, thank you for that scripture. Thank you for this opportunity now to stand to our feet in just a moment and celebrate the fact that you are keeping hope alive. God, keep it alive in us and spark it to life, oh God, in those you want us to reach just like Kimberly. And we pray it in Jesus' name, amen.